008 Evidence of Salvation 7 Do you believe in Jesus the Messiah? Now let's look at the last proof John gives for salvation in his letter we call 1 John. Evidence number 7 asks the question, Do you believe in Jesus the Messiah? Here is our final proof. Faith in the Jesus that the Bible describes as Jesus the Messiah, is not optional, because the biblical Jesus is the only Savior of the world. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, promised Messiah of the Old Testament, is born of God, 1 John 5 1, 10-12. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Matthew 16 15-16. If you have a problem with the idea that Jesus is God and cannot accept it or hold to it, then you are not going to heaven. You are not born again. And the word believe means more than the American usage. John demands that a born-again person trusts in, clings to, and relies upon Jesus the long-promised Messiah for their salvation. He is Almighty God, the Redeemer. They trust Him as their Savior from sin. He is their only salvation. Think it through. The Bible describes what God means by the term, Christ, Greek for Messiah. Number 1 The Messiah was promised through the prophets to be the sacrifice for sin. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Isaiah 53 8-10, New King James Version. The Apostle Peter proclaimed this truth when he preached to a huge crowd of people in Jerusalem. And it is one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised Savior of Israel. Acts 13 23, New Living Translation. Number 2 Prophecy said he would be both Almighty God and a human son born miraculously by a virgin. Look carefully at Isaiah 9 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let me clarify the dual teaching by first quoting the same prophet, Isaiah, who again uses the same words Mighty God clearly to mean the Almighty God is illustrated here. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel, and such as have escaped of the house of Jacob, will never again depend on Him who defeated them, but will depend on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. 21 The remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the Mighty God. Isaiah 10 20-21, NKJV. Other prophets use the same word when they speak of Almighty God. The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save, He will rejoice over you with gladness, He will quiet you with His love, He will rejoice over you with singing. Zephaniah 3 17 NKJV Number 3 Jesus is Almighty God not a lesser, created God. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. 11 I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. 12 I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you, therefore you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Isaiah 43 10-12, NKJV. Make no mistake, there are no other gods. God never formed any gods, 
and promised he never would. Also called gods are enemies of the Almighty God, and are not really gods, but demons. Deuteronomy 32:17 NLT explains, they offered sacrifices to demons, which are not God, to gods they had not known before, to new gods only recently arrived, to gods their ancestors had never feared. Fallen angels are worshipped, but they are not gods. Fallen angels were followed as gods by deceived ancient peoples and their power was real, but there is only one God. So Jesus cannot be a created God, or another God, or a divine lesser God, which means as He Himself claimed, is God Almighty, even if you do not understand how that can be. Let me prove it. In Isaiah, God says He is the only Savior. And yet Jesus was both the Savior and sacrifice for sin. Luke 2 10-12, NLT, quotes the angel of heaven, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize Him by this sign, you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Jesus was announced to be Messiah, the Savior. You cannot reject Christ's divine origin, He is God, not a God. And Peter proclaimed it in Acts 5 30-31, NLT, The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed Him by hanging Him on a cross. Then God put Him in the place of honor at His right hand as Prince and Savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. Number 4 Jesus was already God before He came to earth as a baby. In John 8:58, Jesus claimed to be Almighty God, not a divine, lesser God by saying, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Was Jesus a liar? If He was, He sure would not be divine. Look at the words Jehovah, the Almighty God used as He revealed Himself to Abraham. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. Genesis 17 1, NKJV, but remember Jesus said, before Abraham was even born, he was I am. Look at the way Almighty God revealed Himself to Moses. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover he said, I am the God of your father the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Exodus 3 4-6, NKJV. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Exodus 3 13-15 NKJV When Jesus said He was I am every Jew knew He was stating He was Almighty God, the Great I Am. Why do you think the unbelievers wanted to stone Him? Jesus did not lie, nor claim to be a God. He truthfully told the people in Israel He was God. Here is another exchange he had with unbelievers again speaking clearly in their language that he was Almighty God. He said, The Father and I are one. Once again the people picked up stones to kill him. 
Jesus said, At my Father's direction I have done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me? They replied, We are stoning you not for any good work, but for blasphemy. You, a mere man, claim to be God. John 10 30-33 and LT. They clearly understood him saying he was Almighty God, not a God. Number 5 His disciples worshipped him and called him God. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. John 20 28. Paul agrees while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. Titus 2:13 and LT. Number 6 Jesus was fully a human and fully God. A person who says they are of God but teaches and believes that Jesus was not a human also is not of God. The facts are miraculously, Almighty God became a real man born of a real virgin woman. Look in 1 John 4 2,3 for this. Here's how you test for the genuine Spirit of God. Everyone who confesses openly his faith in Jesus Christ the Son of God, who came as an actual flesh and blood person comes from God and belongs to God. And everyone who refuses to confess faith in Jesus has nothing in common with God. This is the Spirit of Antichrist that you heard was coming. Well, here it is, sooner than we thought. From the message. Number 7 You cannot be born again and reject Jesus Christ as God and man. He who has the Son has life, he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. 1 John 5:12. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Matt 1:18 NLT. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. 22 All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet, 23 Look. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Matthew 1 21-23 NLT. It is obvious by now that 1 John demands proof of salvation, not just mental belief. He learned this from the Lord Jesus as recorded in the Gospels. We read in Matthew 7 21-27 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. 26 But everyone who hears these sayings of mine, and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. You must understand that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God, and the second person of the Godhead, and the Messiah. From Matthew 3:15-17 in New King James Version we read. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. 16. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. 17. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The previous scriptures already prove Jesus is not a different God, but Almighty. Even though the word Trinity is not used here, three distinct persons, are revealed in this event. Almighty God, the Messiah Jesus is baptized in the water. As He comes up from the water, Almighty God the Holy Spirit descends from heaven and falls upon Jesus. And then Almighty God the Father speaks from heaven and proclaims Jesus is His beloved Son. Three different persons, but one Almighty God. An unexplained mystery of Almighty God, 
but fulfilling prophecy, and verifying Jesus is both God and man. All three things are true about God, plus many more. Jesus is Almighty God and always existed as the Great I Am. And yes He also was miraculously placed inside the real human body of Mary, and was born a human, the only begotten Son of God. And He was sent to earth to save us from our sins because He is the promised Messiah of Almighty God. Remember? What you really believe changes what you do. And when you really believe in Christ as you trust in Him to pay for your sin on the cross, His power changes your life to be able to do what God demands. But normal man only wishes he could change. The Word of God declares, by grace you are saved through faith. This is not in theory, but God's salvation actually transforms people, that is why proof is essential, and fruit is the evidence. Jesus stated it plainly, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Matthew 7:20 NLT. The fruit of change is the character, attitudes, and actions of God coming through the lives of those who are born again. The wannabe Christians are actually hypocrites, and they can deceive people, but not Jesus, because some hide their sins in secret where only God sees them. But He will bring justice on Judgment Day. So I must ask you one more time, do you pass all seven tests? If not, please stop right now and make a change. Repentance starts with getting real with God and yourself. Here is how to be born again. Acts 2 38-39, NLT, Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to show that you have received forgiveness for your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, and to your children, and even to the Gentiles, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Number 1. The law of God must be examined and faced just like you would in a courtroom, read Exodus 20, Matthew 5-7, Galatians 5, Ephesians 2. Why? Because the law of God creates guilt. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses, and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. Romans 3:19 NLT. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, vision, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians 5:19-21, NLT. Jesus first explains the process, Matthew 5:3, NLT, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. You must see clearly as God sees you. In Romans 3:10-18 NLT, we find out God's viewpoint. As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise, no one is seeking God. All have turned away, all have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. As you see, complete spiritual poverty is already everyone's plight and God knows it. But, until you have no more excuses, explanations, or evil lies, and simply bow before your holy Creator and admit your sin you can never be connected to God or ever live forever in heaven.
and it must be so real to you that you move into the second step. Number 2. Next respond to the guilty verdict with full admission of your specific crimes, followed with deep sadness. Why? Because guilt creates godly sorrow. Come close to God and He will come close to you. Realize that you have sinned and get your hands clean again. Realize that you have been disloyal and get your hearts made true once more. As you come close to God you should be deeply sorry, you should be grieved, you should even be in tears. Your laughter will have to become mourning, your high spirits will have to become heartfelt dejection. You will have to feel very small in the sight of God before He will set you on your feet once more. James 4 8 Philip's New Testament Number 3. Then fully repent and follow Jesus, obedient like a slave, your new Lord, why? Because only deep godly sorrow creates true repentance. For godly grief and the pain God is permitted to direct, produce a repentance that leads and contributes to salvation and deliverance from evil, and it never brings regret, but worldly grief, the hopeless sorrow that is characteristic of the pagan world, is deadly, breeding and ending in death. 2 Corinthians 7:10, Amplified Bible. Let the thief steal no more, but rather let him be industrious, making an honest living with his own hands, so that he may be able to give to those in need. Ephesians 4:28, Amplified Bible. True repentance means first to stop your sinful crime, and in our example of a thief that is only the first step because this is only partial repentance. Next, the thief must get a job and earn his money. But this is still partial repentance because it does not deal with the heart of the sin, greed. A greedy person steals and cheats, but a fearful or careful greedy person just works hard to stuff his own pockets. Here the Bible explains that true and full repentance is only proven when the ex-thief makes a 180 and joyfully gives some of his hard-earned money to needy people. An example prayer would be like this. Dear Almighty God. Just like I am subject to the laws of my nation, I realize you are my Almighty Creator and Ruler of the universe. You are the only one who is all-powerful, good and fair. Because of this you have the right to establish the law of the world and I now bow to your authority. I have broken your law underscore, fill in the blanks, and I am literally sick with sadness in how I have acted. Please forgive me. I believe and accept your offer of forgiveness through Jesus dying in the place of my judgment. I turn from all the crimes I am practicing, I have no excuses, and I now am grateful for your mercy. I choose to follow my Lord Jesus by obedience to His commands all my days. Amen. Final Thought And remember, there are things we can disagree on, but you cannot disagree with the Bible over your salvation and eternal life. Unless you allow God through His Word the Bible to direct your faith and beliefs you will be lost forever. But, God so loves you He gave His Word to be clear and concise to prevent you from being confused and miss His gift of eternal life. If you still do not know or understand how to repent and follow Jesus contact us immediately through our website, and ask for help.